Ah, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Coach Tadrees Parker, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life, empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. We want to take you from the old you to the best you. And if you are taking off running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as I will inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Remember, the thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Uh, welcome to another week of the show, episode 191. And in this week's podcast, we will discuss water in, water out, repeat. This is a health tip for running and just for your overall health in general. Can't wait to dive into this topic. <laughs> you hear that little pun? Like diving into the pool, diving into the ocean. All right, let's get into it. Segment number two is our shout out section. We're going to talk about how Rhett joins the crew. Dawn crushes her mile test, so did Joanna, and Ben is back. We're going to talk about that. We've been talking about Ben Lapichelle for uh, a couple of weeks now, but uh, he did something amazing this week as well. And to close out the show, I will give the quote of the week. I understand this one thing, that you could be listening to anything in the world right now, but you chose to press play on this episode, and for that, I thank you. Let's dive right into this week's topic. Hydrate, 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 exclamation point. In cold weather and warm weather that is coming up because spring is right around the corner, guys. We use water to sweat, lubricate joints, tendons, and ligaments, and to carry blood efficiently to major organs. I work all day at hydrating, says Dr. Alex Rattel, former masters running great. So think about that for a second. <laughs> Do you think as a runner, you can use these type of things? Lubricating your joints, your tendons and your ligaments. Where would you need that? Obviously in your legs to propel you forward. In your shoulders. We don't think about running with our shoulders, right? But our shoulders and our arms needs to be uh, loose and lubricated as well. And do you think you can use the water to help carry that blood to and from? Yes. So let's dive into number tip number 13 of our 101 health tips that you can find in episode 160. Um, head over to the show notes. You can click on the blog and uh, associate it with not only this podcast, but you can click on episode uh, 160. The blog itself will give you all 101 tips. And this one, again, is water in, water out, and how it's important. So water is necessary in taking uh, care of your body. You can work out every day and limit your eating window religiously, but unless you're consuming plenty of water, you cannot be optim you know, optimized at your most effective level, right? So we're going to talk about how you can work on increasing your level of hydration. But let's talk about water out. Let's explain what we're talking about. Water in, water out, right? You, you've heard the, the saying energy in, energy out. Well, same thing with water in, water out. And when you think about water out, you may be thinking 
just about hitting that, <laughs> hitting that restroom. A lot of times people don't want to drink a lot of water because they may have to go to the bathroom multiple times a day. But we cannot forget about the other functions that is associated with taking in this water and getting water out. And that's through perspiration, right? Some people sweat a lot. Some people don't sweat at all, right? But your body should be sweating to some degree. It's natural and it's healthy. Sweating helps to regulate your body's temperature and does its part to detoxify your body. And so let's talk about how to sweat more in cold weather and warm, right? Got some bullet points here of how you could do so. You know, as we talked about, it's good to sweat during your workout, whether it's hot or cold out, get that sweat in. Whether you're running outside or doing yoga indoors, here are some ways you can support your body's need to perspire. Number one, use a natural type of deodorant instead of antiperspirant. Number two, layer, layer up while you're working out or purchase a sauna suit. Number three, push yourself to a more intense level of exercise. Try HIT and Rhapsody put it in our blog or spinning. I'm going to substitute spinning for sprinting, okay? Don't be afraid to, to throw in some sprints, right? Running is another form of HIIT training. You don't have to do slow, steady-state cardio week in and week out. You could take some weeks and just say, you know what, I'm going to go out. Because here's the difference. I ran five, mile this, five miles this morning. It was, it was chilly. It was supremely windy. Probably was like 30, 40 miles an hour wind. And when I got back from that five-mile run, you know, I, I had a little sweat going to, a little bit but I wasn't soaking wet with sweat. If I run five miles, if I run 10, even if I run 13, I do not come back drenched. Just, you know, you could tell that you had some sweat on you, obviously. But you know when I'm soaking drenched, when I run a fast mile, when I, my intention is I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna take my mile test, or there's times in which I'm like, you know, the mile test is coming up in a couple of weeks and I'm going to throw myself in just a random one mile all out, you know, to the best of my ability at this moment. And I go out for a one mile run uh, at my lunch break, for example. Man, I come back sweating so much from that, getting that water out of me in that one mile run than I would have done in a 10 mile run. So when we talk about try hit training, don't forget to increase your intensity when it comes to your runs. So another thing that I like to do is five 100 meter sprints, right? You can jog 200 meters or walk the first 200 meters. And then, you know, you can use the Nike Run Club app and you, you set your workout to speed. And the first 200 meters is a nice slow jog or uh, walk. And then as soon as that 200 meters is up, hit lap and go hard for, for 100 meters. I've seen someone, uh, Mark Sisson has uh, trained people in the past or um, you know put people through something to help them take down their visceral fat. And this runner who looked like he was in shape still had visceral fat around his belly. Well, he put him through these like, stop running 50 miles a week, run less, but do these sprints. And the guy went down to like maybe two days a week of running and doing these sprints, he took down his visceral fat. 
You know, so, uh, yeah, I got stuck on that point for a while because that really resonates with me and I wanted to share that with you. Um, our next point on this list is crank up the heat indoors or for a therapeutic yoga session. So I know some people that take this, um, I think it's called Bikram, uh, which one is it? It's hot yoga, you know? So uh, people are sweating like crazy. And first of all, yoga is gonna have you, just in a regular room, could have your uh, sweat glands opening up due to the holding certain poses. The longer you hold the pose sometimes, the harder it, you know, your muscles is working and you start sweating that way. But then throw on hot yoga on top of it, is gonna be uh, you know intense and it's gonna help you out. Um, next on the list, Rhapsody put, eating salty foods and spicy foods can cause you to sweat more. Um, people tend to sweat more when they're nervous or under pressure as well. Um, those are just some areas. And here is, I saved this one for last, even though she has a higher on the list, and that is get access to a sauna or a steam room at your local gym. So I'm going to redo my gym membership right now. I, I, I'm not using it right now, but when I get back and when I were, was at the gym, it was primarily for the steam room. So much health benefits comes from getting that water out. You know, you feel uh, lighter, you feel uh, your muscles are more pliable, and you're just ready to roll after you come out of that steam room. It feels really good. If I was only able to have 30 minutes at the gym, I want like 12 minutes of shrimp training 10 to 15 minutes of strength training and get in the sauna for about 10 minutes and then, you know, take a shower and, and carry on with my day. All right. So it's super important. Uh, if you have a gym that you like to go to, check and see if they have a sauna or a steam room. They both are very, very beneficial. So here's some other facts about hydration, why it's important. As we talked about before, water also keeps the blood circulating. Okay. Water lubricates those joints, ligaments, and tendons, just like oil for a car. You must replace our water regularly to keep the engine running. So one thing I want to remind you is on these races, try not to skip those water, those water stations. You know, you'll be amazed of how, you know, how, how much further you can go. Yes, you may have to slow down a little bit to grab that water, but it is much worth it. One of my uh, favorite runners here in the South Jersey area, her name is uh, Olivia, and she runs like sub six minute miles, okay, for a long time. Like she can do uh, a marathon at like, you know, 550 a mile or something like that. And I said, um, how do you get your water in? You know, she's a, 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 a slim lady and she doesn't wear a backpack or anything like that, that she gets her water in. She says that when I go through the water stations, I'll grab a cup and what whatever hits my mouth, I get it, you know? So that that's like a little funny because she's going so fast. How do you even like take time to sip and swallow? But, you know, she's an, an, an elite runner. And a lot of us, a lot of our listeners, you know, we are, you know, I'm not elite. I'll be the first to admit that I'm not elite, right? So a lot of us are parents and some listeners are grandparents. Uh, so we're not out there trying to break records all the time. So make sure we slow down, get that water. That way when the photographer takes your picture, you don't look dehydrated. You got a smile on your face and you're looking like you're happy out there. Because being dehydrated can also cause cramps in your legs. And a lot of people, you know, um, are, are struggling with that. 
Here are some other side effects of dehydration. The Mayo Clinic warns that dehydration has serious and immediate uh, effect on small children and older people. Possible side effects of dehydration include a vast range of health issues from a headache to a heart attack. Dry skin. Do you have dry skin or dark urine? Or experiencing dizziness, confusion, or fatigue. This is the body's way uh, of signaling that you need to hydrate. So make sure that you grab some water as soon as you are thirsty, right? Beyond feeling thirsty, you might also notice lips getting dry and cracked and your skin have uh, less elasticity. So here's a trick that an ER nurse had told us. Uh, pinch the skin on the back of your hand. I'm doing it as I'm talking. Okay, okay, good, good. <laughs> Here, <laughs> pinch the skin on the back of your hand and release it. If it springs back to its place immediately, you're probably not too dehydrated. But if the skin remains peak for a second, it's a sign of severe dehydration, right? So we know the side effect, you know, that's bad news. We don't want that. We don't want to be dehydrated, and that's going to affect our kidneys, our liver, and our heart. And here's some more bad news. It's much harder to run an IV when someone is dehydrated because their veins are temporarily less visible. And if you hate getting needles like I do, anytime a doctor sends you for blood work and maybe they can't find your vein, well... We want to lean up. We want to do some strength training. We want to get some exercise in, and we want to stay hydrated so that they can easily find our veins, okay? You know, sports drinks like Gatorade, they got Gatorade out there, all these different things like that. One of the things that I love and recommend is going to, like, the vitamin shop or maybe on Amazon and finding some electrolytes, um, liquid electro electrolytes that you can throw a couple of drops into your own water bottle. That way you're not getting these, these dyes and colors and sugars and stuff like that that some sports drinks have. We also, uh, we also can, especially when you're intermittent fasting and you like, let's say you're carrying a gallon of water with you or you got a nice big water jug, uh, throw some sea salt in there for electrolytes as well. Just some natural ways to get some electrolytes. Uh, Himalayan salt is a good one to, to do, to use, right? So uh, in conclusion of segment number one, Rhapsody has here additional tips to avoid, to keep you hydrated, I should say. Drink alcohol, avoid drinking alcohol. That was uh, one of our tips here, right? So if you go to the show notes, you can click on this blog associated with this podcast, and she left the links to these different uh episodes and blogs that we wrote in the past. So avoid drinking alcohol and coffee in excess as they are diuretics, meaning they dehydrate you quickly. Keep a bottle filled, excuse me, keep a water bottle filled and nearby whenever you're exercising. Measure your water intake. Try the gallon challenge. Now let me tell you something about this gallon challenge. You know, researching water uh, there's different doctors uh, in the past that doctor, uh, I forget his name at the moment, but he has a video, the Berg, I, I respect him a lot. He has a video that talks about like we don't necessarily need to carry and drink a whole gallon of water every day, um, that, that type of thing. 
Um, but what I do currently is that I'm not trying to drink a gallon of water. However, I do carry a gallon. And what I do is I drink as much as I can, you know, according to my thirst levels. And I keep, and I pour the gallon into like a smaller glass and I just drink it, right? I have my keep calm and run to the best you mug. I've tapped it on the table. Keep calm and run to the best you. It's a coffee mug, but I know I don't put any coffee in it right now because uh, I want to keep it clean and free of any smells. So I'm just drinking water out of it. And instead of guzzling out of the, the gallon jar, I just pour it into this, this thing here. And whatever I don't drink, that day, I stick it in a freezer, and then I refill it the next day. All right, and that way I have cold water all throughout the day, right? So if I drank the gallon, I drank it. If I don't, I don't, right? And recently I haven't been drinking a whole gallon, being that it's wintertime here in uh, South Jersey. Uh, probably in the summertime, I will get that gallon done. But I don't want to put pressure on myself to finish the gallon and everything like that, right? Uh, our next tip is drink water even when you're intermittent fasting to prevent dehydration. Eat fresh fruit, right? Eat fresh produce, fruits and veggies. Uh, they have a high water content. Uh, in fact, now that the spring is here, over in my town, Galloway is gonna be opening up the, the uh, garden bed. So the last two years I've had a garden bed there and I'm looking forward to planting some more uh, vegetables, right? So for my own garden and then uh, whatever I don't eat, I, I love to like give it away and uh, people like the stuff that I've grown, whether it's the lettuce or uh, these, these sun cherry tomatoes, delicious, right? And they have their own water content in them, right? Next is avoid water pills. Why marketed to decrease bloating, these are bad for your kidneys. Next on the list is consider carrying OHO water pods for long distance runs or races. So I had to click on it. I said, Rhapsody, what is an OHO water pods? I never heard of it. <laughs> Again, guys, check out the blog because you can click on the link and it, there's this video. I never saw these before. This company that makes um, these little water pods that you, uh, it's concealed in something. I, I don't, I please, I, I'm not condoning it if it's not safe. I have no idea what the material is made of, but you stick the whole pod in your mouth and it dissolves in your mouth with the water concealed in it. And in the video, they actually have like a person eating salad and the salad dressing is concealed in this uh, pod. It's pretty cool. Um, they make a they have clothing, but the labels will dissolve when you wash the clothes. It's like, it's weird, but it's something out there, something that you can carry. Uh, what, what I do like about it is that you don't have to carry a water bottle while running. A lot of times people don't like that running and feeling that slushiness going. For years, I did not carry uh, water anymore during long runs. But as I started training for my second marathon and listening to the advice of Olivia, who I talked about earlier, she says you need, um, you know, nutrition before you, like, eat the nutrition every 30 minutes before you hit the wall and it's too late. And so, therefore, I started carrying, I went on Amazon and I got this little, I used to use it before, a little clip-on water bottle that is perfect for me. I don't have to carry it in my hand. I, I've had water bottles where you run and um, it, you, it would clip on your hand, but it was kind of cumbersome, kind of big. 
uncomfortable to carry. You could throw your car key in there, you, you know, your wallet, stuff like little little driver's license and stuff like that. But I really like the little little water bottle that you can clip on your belt, and it's small enough. It's, it, it doesn't get in my way. I don't hear or feel a lot of slushing. Um, one before I got that water bottle, as I was practicing, I did start stop past um, Starbucks, and uh, I ordered. One of the I got one of these like, uh, what what kind of drink was it? It was some kind of drink. It came in like a it was a watermelon water type of drink, and I got it and I dumped it into a regular Starbucks cup, left that in a car, and that bottle was small enough that I was able to stick into my uh, running pockets. So I, I wear these boxers where I put my phone in one pocket and then I can carry the water in another one. Another thing that is cool for carrying water potentially is like a go-go squeeze, like something like that, like one of those pouches, and you can eat the go-go squeeze, right? Have a couple of them uh, extra, clean them out, you know, just rinse them out with water or whatever, and then refill those later with water to, to that, so that you can stick in one of the one of your running pouches and your, uh, you know, for some of the ladies they wear like the long, the leggings with the sleeve with the little pockets in them. You know, throw some water in there if you don't want to. There's there's some people um, that actually, and I've done this one time as well. Uh, when you're going on those long runs, actually drive to a location, drop some water bottles off in a secure spot, like under the boardwalk or something, or you know, on a trail, and then you know, drive to the, your your normal spot. And when you run and pass it, you can pick it up. I, I didn't do that, but what I did do, since I have like a 5K course that I laid out myself, is if I was going for a six to nine mile run, I might park there and do like three loops where I'm passing my car every time. And I left that clip-on water bottle that I was talking about on the top of my car so I could just grab it, squeeze some water in it, and put it back so that I didn't have to carry it, right? And then finally is digitally track your water intake. Use your cell phone to download like my water app. I used to use that back in the day, don't use it anymore, but those are some tips on getting this hydration in. I had no idea I would be talking for 22 minutes all about hydration, but it's a serious topic. I wanna make sure you guys are safe and healthy out there. No one's passing out from dehydration, whether you are a beginner or a seasoned vet. Don't forget to hydrate. I'm gonna take a break when I come back, segment number two. All right, welcome back. Segment number two. Segment number one kind of went a little long, so let me uh, blitz through some amazing shout outs this week. I got a lot to get into, actually. Rhett Kershaw, he joins the crew. Rhett is uh, a 58-year-old gentleman. I found out that he has eight children from the ages of 14 to 30, and uh, he's big into karate, uh, but he tore up his knee uh, several years ago, and he's trying to, you know, do something to get in shape. Would like to lose about 10 pounds, so I'm excited for him. He, we met at uh, my home base, Garrett Heritage Park in Absecon, New Jersey. We got a little walk in, and I taught him the run, walk, run for about 10 minutes, and he, he enjoyed the process. Signed up to the crew, came out and met everyone for the first time on Thursday. So amazing job on Tuesday. 
We actually did our mile test for 2023, you know, to see where we are at this stage in time. And Dawn Ruiz, she hits the 12 minute mile marker, which is amazing for her. She joined last uh, January, 2022. She's been with me for a year now. And uh, Dawn has Lyme's disease. She's a grandmother, uh, loving wife. Uh, amazing business person. She's actually been on our podcast before. She represents Arbonne. And uh, so she was just like going around the track, had this little smile on her face. Uh, looked like the effort like was just, you know, she was running, running it effortlessly. And then when she finished, she was like, check out this. And previously, guys, especially with Lyme disease, you know, her joints and everything like that isn't, you know, like you and I. Um, so She's been up around 14 minutes per mile, right? She took two or three mile tests in 2022. So to kick off 2023 here, um, to, end, to end February, we did our mile test and she turned in that 12 minute mile. So I'm super proud of her. Thank you, Dawn, for sticking around, hanging with us and just uh, kicking Lyme's disease in his butt, right? Nothing's gonna hold you back. You always are going to do great things. Thank you so much. Ben Lepichel, right? We talked about him. My man is back to his speedy ways. He too looked like he was doing this thing effortless, effortlessly. I have to get his height, man. He's a he's a taller gentleman. Got a lot of fire. Got a lot of you know. We talked about him uh, doing his first 5K at the Mike Seafood Run Walk for Autism uh, for the first time in several years. Well, before that, you know. Uh, 5k he did a mile his mile test and he did it like uh, nine minutes and 25 seconds something like that that way we knew where to put him at for the 5k for the run walk run so re relatively soon after he already did the mile test everybody was doing the mile test boom he's doing it too did he complain no he got after it and he turned in a time of a sub nine minute mile he did 8.44. Shout out to you, my man. And then next we got Joanne from, Joanne Rivera from Pennsylvania, Boyertown to be exact. She, she is 64, guys. As a matter of fact, she just had a, uh, you know, a birthday that just came up. So, she, so now she's 65. And guess what she ended up doing? A personal best. We are killing it, right? We are killing it. Great job, Joanne Rivera, for actually absolutely. Uh, Joanne also suffers from Lyme's disease, so her and Dawn they have a lot in common. They they talk about it a lot. So I'm super proud of Joanne for getting out there, putting one foot in front of the other, and uh, she did amazing. Uh, got a personal best in her mile time at the age of 65 as well. So uh, next, I want to give some shout outs to some people that uh, are in the 30, 60, 90 challenge. Before I do, I got a couple of other February shout outs of, of a friend of mine, uh, Eric Hernandez. He, he crushed 100 miles in February in only 25 days. Marie Geary, she's been killing it uh, 100 miles per month and, she, and she's a 100% walker. Um, I just edged her out when it comes to getting 100 miles by four minutes. And it was because we showed up on the track at the same time and I warmed up with the runners as she walked and I, I just barely got my 100 miles in before she did. But uh, this is like, I don't know, 30 something straight months of her covering 100 miles and 
and she doesn't run not one second. She walks all 100 miles. She gets up every day or she's retired now. So later in the day, she makes sure she walks her three miles or 10,000 steps. And that's how she's been covering her 100 miles. So now let's go into that um, 30, 60, 90 winter challenge that I got going on. People can sign up to that up until March 15th to get the, the commemorative black shirt. All right, every challenge is gonna bring on a new color. And uh, we actually let this person that I'm about to give a shout out to right now, she picked the color for the spring challenge. So you guys sign up to it now. You can sign up for the whole entire year. Um, it's the winter, spring, summer, and fall challenges. Uh, or just sign up to one individually. If you feel like uh, you wanna have that goal of reaching 30, 60, or 90 miles per month, this is the challenge to help you out. In Debbie's case, she wanted to do 100 miles per month. So is Craig, so, is, so does myself. So first place, it, as of now, with the winter challenge, here's the top three. Debbie, 235 miles between January and February. So what I'm, what I'm wrapping up here is, you know, our total months, uh, mileage for the total month so when february ended i got the mileage together and seeing who had what which is easy through the challenge everyone can see what each other has coming in second is craig at 220 miles 15 miles behind debbie great job debbie for uh setting that pace and guys debbie actually to start march off she her her family is in disney right now and she decided to let the the Nike app or whatever tracking device that she used, track her steps while she was walking Disney. And did you know she covered 14 miles in one day, 14 miles. And then the, uh, the first day she got there, she covered 10 miles. So Craig was like, man, right when I thought that I was catching some ground on her, she basically does a marathon in two days with just walking in the park. So how cool is that, right? Um, the coming in third was myself. I just wanted hundred miles a month. I got 201 for January and February and guys, February was not easy to get hundred miles in when there's only 28 days, but our writer extraordinaire Rhapsody Cheney, what does she do? She cracks that top four. She's right along with people, right? 185 miles, easy piece of cake for her. A great job. She had a lot of stuff going on in these last couple of months, whether it was her birthday, her, uh, anniversary uh, but she was taking like a challenge at, at, at school and everything like that at her place of work and uh, she's she's doing amazing things so keep up the great work Rhapsody uh, top cracking the top five Donna and Alonis at 62 miles and that's awesome guys in the month of February our virtual challengers covered a total of 439 miles that puts our challengers, we, there's only about eight or nine of us and there's room for you. Come join us, let's have some fun. There's a private group chat where I throw in some motivation on a regular basis throughout the week to help them keep moving. So our virtual challengers as a whole between January and February covered 969 miles. So shout out to other people that are in that challenge. We have Ed Brown, we have Jessica Young, we have, I don't have the list in front of me, we have Dylan Bakley, Rob, Robin Santini, and um, I think that rounds out the challengers. So, whew, that was a lot to get through with my time allotted here for the podcast today. Um, we want to hear, oh, one more shout out. 
pictures of Chris Ballard and her husband, Larry Ballard, throughout the week doing this together. And what is this? Training for their first triathlon. It's a triathlon which covers uh, the swimming will be done in a pool, which sounds really, really interesting to me. Um, no chances of drowning. <laughs> I'm not a big swimmer, but I'm, I'm super proud of Chris and her husband for doing those, those activities together. Families that train together stay together. So great job, guys. We want to hear from some of your success as well. Head over to the show notes and shoot me an email at coachdedrees at gmail.com. Friend me on Facebook. The spelling of my name is in the show notes. You can also uh, private message me on Messenger or Instagram. Uh, I would love for you, someone to um, leave me a voice memo stating how you like the podcast and or some of your success. Maybe you've been listening to our podcast for a while and uh, you've been putting these tips to work and you want to verbally express your gratitude towards the show or even your venom. Tell me, tell me you don't like it. I don't know. Right. And maybe we'll play, not maybe we will play your, uh, voice memo, you know, on our next show, unless it's too hateful. (laughs) Upcoming races that we are training for Phillies 5k on March 25th, 2023, which comes with four tickets. It's already sold out. Sorry. You can't get in that April fools, 8k and half marathon on Saturday and Sunday, April 1st and 2nd in Atlantic City, New Jersey. The new 30, 60, 90 virtual challenges, which comes with a uh, commemorative shirt on the different one that you sign up to. So there's still time up until the 15th to get the, when is this podcast actually going to air? This podcast is going to air on uh, March the 12th. So you only have three days to get that shirt, the black shirt for the winter challenge. And then, um, but that doesn't stop you from signing up to that spring challenge. It's a nice blue shirt that's gonna come with that one. The, The winter challenge was a black shirt. Here is our quote of the week. Do it, run, then run a little farther. Simple quote, don't know who said it. Do it, run, then run a little further. You know what can help you run a little further? Drinking water, staying hydrated, taking those little pit stops and getting a little aqua to keep you moving further, faster. If you're feeling inspired by today's show, head over to the show notes and do one of the following things. Support our podcast and become a Patreon. Learn more about our transformational training programs and or sign up for that virtual 30, 60, 90 challenge, which also will help support this podcast that you're listening to right now. You didn't hear any sponsors of the show, which means we're not securing any funds to uh, pay for the show. So therefore, your support in, in one of our challenges or becoming a patron will really help keep this content going. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. On our next show, we will be discussing our next intermittent fasting tip. Thanks for listening to this week's show. And remember, keep calm and run to the best you. I'll talk to you next week.